Whether or not you are a coach, consultant, or service provider, the task of choosing a niche can be extremely daunting. It can feel like a treasure hunt where the X marks a spot. In other words, it's like looking for a needle in a haystack. Today, I have some good news. I am about to take the guesswork out of choosing your coaching niche. There are six clues to finding your niche, each as vital as the last. And what I'm about to share with you today is exactly what I share with my paying clients. It is the first step to starting your coaching practice. I also have some more good news. If you are not a coach, the lesson that I provide today will also work for you. When the Lord gave me the download, the blueprint for my signature coaching program a few years back, the Kingdom Empowered Entrepreneur Program, KEEP for short, which he also named, he shared with me a vision of a puzzle. I call this the purpose puzzle. The single most difficult thing for any coach or new entrepreneur is choosing their niche. Today, I will show you how to let your niche choose you. Hey coach, welcome back to the Coach by God Entrepreneur Show. I'm Denise Milianta, self-proclaimed mama bear of the coaching industry, certified professional coach, mentor, consultant, tech trainer, and a faith-fueled business maven with a knack for turning chaos into gold. If you are ready to leverage your hard-earned coaching certification, get clarity, create ripples in the marketplace, build a business that glorifies God and make money, this podcast is for you. You can find out more and connect with me over at denisemilianta.coach. Ready to dig into today's show? Get ready for a dash of sass, a sprinkle of wit, a dose of wisdom, and a whole lot of no-nonsense strategies that will transform your life and your business. Let's go. Hey, Coach. In today's episode, I will share four things with you. The first one is the top challenges that I see most coaches experience the six clues already in your hands that point to your niche, the common spiritual gifts that I see among other coaches, and I'll wrap it up with three case studies of biblical figures who found their niche and embraced their unique callings. So trained and or certified coaches will have more than one passion, and we are 100% able to coach in most areas due to our extensive coach training. Choosing a niche is our challenge. After reviewing the data that I have collected on my clients, the top three things that over 100 other coaches have struggled with are choosing a niche and then narrowing it down to who they specifically want to work with, what their offer is, and how to clearly articulate it. In fact, many of the coaches that have crossed my path have changed their niche over and over again because they believe they have chosen the wrong niche. More often than not, they did not choose the wrong niche. They simply failed to narrow it down and clearly articulate what they do and who they do it for. So most coaches often get hung up on their titles as well. Now, I believe this challenge stems from one wrong perspective. They are choosing a niche rather than the niche choosing them from God's design and God's design and his purpose for their life and their business. Today, I am going to specifically speak about niches. The other topics will come in the upcoming episodes. So today, you will learn how to uncover six clues that point to your God-given niche. Now, I know you remember the story in the Bible when God said to Moses, what's in your hands? 
Well, today you will get a bird's eye view of what's already in your hands. Your niche should choose you and not the other way around. The six, the six clues can be found in your spiritual gifts, skills, talents, passions, jobs, and experiences. If you haven't already done so, go grab a pen and a piece of paper, and let's dive into this episode with a sprinkle of sass and a healthy dose of wit, along with some no-nonsense strategies. Now, uh, spiritual gifts, that's the first one. In the biblical sense, spiritual gifts are like superpowers given by the Holy Spirit. They're not just your average run-of-the-mill talents. They're like talents on spiritual steroids. Think of it as your divine toolkit. Now, the secular world most will heavily uh, rely on personality tests and self-help books to find their thing, their superpower, whatever you want to call it. But spiritual gifts are more about tuning into what God has in mind for you. It's part of your DNA. And many of the coaches that I have worked with over the years all have very common gifts. Um, They include the gifts of shepherding, teaching, mercy, and administration. And I will tell you that these gifts are very significant when it comes to a coaching business. And if you want to learn more about spiritual gifts and how they apply to your coaching business, jump into my $47 Coaches Clarity course. The course can help any type of entrepreneur when it comes to clarity, confidence, clients, and cash. And the details can be found on my website over at denisemilianta.coach. Now, my clients, they all take their spiritual gift assessments over at churchgrowth.org, and I highly recommend it because our spiritual gifts are not just for use in the church or in ministry. They are equally important in our vocational paths. 1 Peter 4.10 instructs us, not suggests, that we use our gifts well. It says, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. And this is precise, precisely what I do with my clients. I teach them to use their gifts well to serve one another. The next area is going to be skills and then talents. But skills and talents are like your earthly tools. And while they are often used interchangeably, they do have some subtle differences. Talents are innate, whereas skills are developed through practice. Both, however, are critical in discovering your niche. Skills are like your bread and butter. They're what you're good at, whether it's making spreadsheets or making souffles. In Proverbs twenty-two twenty-nine, it says, do you see someone skilled in their work? They will serve before kings. Skills are learned abilities that you have developed over time. They might include technical skills or problem-solving skills, leadership skills or communication skills. They are competencies that you can offer to your coaching clients. Now, um, Exodus 35 verse 31 also tells us, He has filled him with the Spirit of God with skill with intelligence, with knowledge, and with all craftsmanship. All coaches should be and need to be skilled with active listening. That means being fully present and attentive to the to your client's words, and you want to ensure that your clients feel heard and understood. Talents can be a tricky beast. 
they're like the natural born cousin of skills and you didn't necessarily work for them, but they are there and they make you awesome. In the parable of the talents, we learn that it's not really just about money. It's a call to use what you've been given. We are called not to bury our talents. And while the secular society fixates on extraordinary abilities and young geniuses, remember that your talents, no matter how small, have a purpose. Talents are natural aptitudes or inclinations you have for specific activities or skills. These can encompass a very wide range of things, from artistic talents like painting or music to analytical skills, or even interpersonal skills like communication and relationship building. Passions is next. Ah, passions. They are the fire in your belly, the sparkle in your eye. Psalm 37, 4 says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Now, this doesn't mean that you'll get every shiny thing that you want. It's more about aligning your passions with his purpose. Secularly speaking, passions are often mistaken for whims. Remember, a true passion is not just a fleeting fancy. It's that persistent pull towards something that makes your heart sing or keeps you up at night. Coaching in an area that aligns with your passions is going to bring you energy and fulfillment to your practice. It will also prevent burnout. So let's say if you are passionate about health and wellness, you might specialize in coaching people to achieve their wellness goals. Now, I will also add that you cannot build your coaching business on passion alone, and I'll share why. I have, an, uh, I have a very big passion for singing. Yet, I have had karaoke machines unplugged on me while singing. Yes, that is the truth. And I was also booted out of church choir when I was in third grade. So you can see that passion isn't going to, you know, it's not going to suffice, right? It's not going to sustain you. And sometimes passion alone will not make you money. Next up is jobs. Jobs are where the rubber meets the road. They're where skills, talents, and passions come together like a glorious symphony of productivity. It's the practical application of your gifts. And Colossians 3 verse 23 reminds us to work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. Now, in the secular world, jobs are often about climbing the ladder. Your career can be a reflection of your niche. It's where your spiritual gifts, skills, and talents will intersect with the opportunity to serve others and fulfill your purpose. So your previous job experiences can provide valuable insights into your coaching specialty. The skills and knowledge that you've gained in all of your past roles can often be transferred to your coaching practice. So for example, if you've worked in sales, your coaching specialty might be helping individuals improve their sales and negotiation skills. You might even consider maybe being a marketing coach or a um, business coach. Last up, but not least, are experiences. Experiences are the seasoning of life. They're what add flavor to your dish. Romans 8.28 tells us that we know in all things that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Even the bitter and ugly experiences can add depth to your character. 
The secular world often underestimates the power of experiences. But in discovering your niche, every experience, good, bad, or ugly, is a valuable ingredient. Your life experiences shape you. They can be pointers to understanding your niche, revealing areas where you are particularly resilient or insightful. So the unique experiences that you've had in life, including your challenges and triumphs, can actually shape your coaching specialty. If you've overcome significant obstacles or faced specific life events, you can actually draw on these experiences to connect with and guide your coaching clients who may be going through similar situations. For example, I know a woman who coaches moms of autistic children. Her life experience raising an autistic child herself has provided her with the skills and insights that only she can bring to this niche. Let me share with you three case studies of biblical figures who found their niches. So first up is Moses. He was the reluctant public speaker who turned into freedom fighter. He was raised in Egyptian royalty, and Moses had a comfortable life until he realized his true heritage as an Israelite. His early attempt at social uh, justice, uh, a.k.a. smitting an Egyptian, led to a self-imposed exile. Now, while tending sheep, a serious downgrade from palaces, he stumbled upon a burning bush that didn't actually burn up. The bush, let's say doubling as God's ancient version of a Zoom call, informed Moses that he was to free the Israelites from Egypt. And despite his claims of not being eloquent, God's first lesson in dealing with imposter syndrome, Moses went on to part seas, bring plagues, and deliver commandments, turning from a royal uh, fugitive to a legendary leader. Excuse me. The next uh, biblical figure is Esther, the beauty queen with a mission. Esther was an orphan Jewish girl living in exile in Persia. Her uncle Mordecai encouraged her to join the Persian version of The Bachelor, where King Exorcist, and I know I mispronounced that, it's one of my uh, weaknesses, was looking for a new queen. I don't know. Do you have trouble uh, pronouncing uh, king's names and um, and locations in the Bible? So winning the royal rose or crown, in this case, Esther's true test came when a royal decree threatened her people. Mordecai's advice, maybe you're queen for such a time as this. So Esther, turning the palace into a stage for divine justice, cleverly revealed the villainous plot of the king, saving her people and proving that beauty and brains can also be a powerful combo. Next up is... Peter, the fisherman who casts a wider net. Uh, The fisherman who casts a wider net. Now, background on Peter, he was just an average Joe or an average Peter. He was a fisherman. Fisherman, he casted nets and he dreamt of the big catch. Jesus strolled by and told him, come follow me and I'll show you how to fish for people. So Peter, intrigued by this career change, dropped his nets for a life of adventure. From walking on water briefly to denying him, to denying he ever knew Jesus, Peter eventually became one of the rock star apostles, helping to spread Christianity far and wide. Turns out 
he was better at catching believers than he was at catching fish. So these three individuals show that sometimes your calling finds you in the most unexpected ways. And it might just lead to parting seas, saving nations, or changing the world one believer at a time. Now, when you're trying to discover your niche, you might face uncertainty or fear. But I want you to remember that discovering your niche is a journey. It's not a destination. Discovering your niche is about recognizing and nurturing the unique combination of your spiritual gifts, skills, talents, passions, jobs, and experiences. It's a journey of self-discovery. And if you let it guide you, if you are guided by biblical insights, it will lead to a fulfilling life aligned with your God-given purpose. So the Certified Coaches Clarity Course will walk you through this exercise. It will also show you how to connect your pieces and how to discover your niche. You will also discover your area of specialty, who God is calling you to serve, what you offer, and how to clearly say what it is that you do. All this from a simple purpose puzzle. It will provide the clarity that you need to be successful, and it's all for $47. Now, the KEEP program, the Kingdom Empowered Entrepreneur Program, is my six-month comprehensive experience where together we build your business from the ground up. I will roll up my sleeves and dig right in with you. So if you want to become a keeper, send me an email or visit my website at denisemilianta.coach and you can also message me. Now to recap about your niche, it's not about finding what's trending or profitable or even fitting into a mold created by uh, society, right, or expectations. It's about discovering, again, your unique blend of your gifts, skills, talents, passion, jobs, and experiences that make you, well, you. It's what's already in your hands, my friend. And whether you're looking at it through a spiritual lens or a secular one, remember, the best niche is one where you can be unapologetically yourself. So go on, find that niche, and make it your own. Sass, wit, and all. In my upcoming episode of Coach by God Entrepreneur, I'm also going to be unpacking some of those other topics that we just discussed. So go ahead and start jotting down the purpose puzzle areas and do a deep dive into each one of those sections. Don't just scrape the surface, but go deep. Go back as far as you can. All right, my friends, be well. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Coach by God Entrepreneur. If this blessed you, please hit the subscribe button and leave me a review. I would be truly blessed if you shared this podcast with another coach. And remember, success in coaching is not just about what you achieve, but who you become in the process. Tune in for more insights and actionable strategies in my upcoming episodes. Stay connected, stay inspired, and let God lead the way to your coaching greatness.